Before we kick this episode off, I want to take a second to talk about Brandon Bills. They gave us a great opportunity, and honestly, we couldn't have done it without you guys. So thanks for everything. And like my new front tooth, we also have a new promo code. It's Roots15. Use it to purchase any apparel from Brandon Bills and help your favorite podcast. Now let's get into this episode. As always, our friend Michael Eversol, EEO. What's that like to have that in front of your name? Honestly, I, I don't really, I don't really look too much into it. Um, I think the term CEO is just something you got to slap on for paperwork purposes. Kind of just like I a think, label. Yeah, honestly, I just look at myself as just like an ordinary guy just trying to do something pretty cool, something great for people. And uh, I don't really think you establish that term CEO until you've kind of taken off you have something somewhere and you know you're you've reached like many different levels that you really didn't think you could reach in the beginning I think you're going out of your way to make a difference and you're trying and you're making a way for yourself so I think in a sense that you've earned the CEO term and there's a lot of people that want to do things and they never even attempt attempt it right so in the same sense of that, which I agree with, you gotta. It's uh, it, it's it's been a grind. It's it's been really fun. Um, definitely really really stressful at a lot of times. Um, you know, but I think that's just all part of playing the game. You know. Right. Definitely. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you find yourself in the position you're in. Um. All right. So obviously, name Mike Eversall. Um. You know, graduated Fairless High School here in a uh, small town USA, Navarre, Ohio. And uh, graduated 2016, and uh, currently senior at Hiram College, um, part of the baseball team, and uh, just uh, crazy how fast that flew that I graduate in May. So it's uh, it, it's definitely been a long time coming. But uh, how I really got into you know what I'm doing right now, it uh, it actually started back in high school, as you guys know. Um, you know, just everything I went through from you know, losing my godfather and then, you know, not too long later, my dad and kind of just seeing the amount of stress that it brought on myself and, you know, my mom and struggling financially and arguing back and forth and not really having that, you know, relationship anymore that I think a mother and son should have. Um, I think it was more me trying to be there for her and she didn't know how to be there for me. And, you know, I, I feel a little contradictive of that and you know so I I was really thankful to actually move away to college to kind of get that fresh start but you know along the way I think I lost myself I mean my whole senior year was you know just getting told how fat I was and we talk we talk about high school right yeah right yeah just uh kind of getting just told you know how fat I was and um you know I wasn't ever gonna go play somewhere and uh you know I was almost letting my dad down in a way as as some would say and you know I kind of just took that with a grain of salt and I believed it you know I mean I started hanging around with some 
some people I usually wouldn't. Um, I started doing things that, you know, I judged others for doing. Um, find myself in a lot of situations where, you know, quite frankly, I'm not sure how I got out of them, you know. Um, and it kind of led me to go into college. Like, I played my first fall season at Hiram, and, you know, I was I was feeling good about things. And, you know, it kind of hit reality. You know, I faced reality when I sat down with my staff, and they were just kind of like, you're not the same kid we recruited. We don't really think you had a good fall. Like, you'll be lucky to ever play. And, you know, for me, like, I, I treated baseball as if, like, the only living thing that I had of my dad around you know, I, I faced a situation like a huge underdog. Like, I, I felt like I've treated the last, you know, 15, 17 years of my life was just being that underdog. Sure. And, uh, you know, so it was a journey. Like, I really had to go outside and, you know, outside of myself and really figure out, like, who it is that I wanted to be. So I, I spent, the last, like, the next nine months really just trying to, you know, get in the gym and get on the right meal plan and, you know, find a way to – you know, make an impact for my team and, you know, obviously feel a lot better about myself because, you know, I, I could have looked at it one of two ways. I could have, you know, made that change that, you know, I push upon people, you know, through my business now, or I could have kind of let what everybody back in our hometown, you know, always said, you know, I could have just caved and let them win the battle. And, uh, you know, it wasn't about being public about it. It was more like I get to go to bed tonight and know that I had the last laugh. You know, that's all that needs to be said. And, so, that, and that's something that we kind of got into on one of the previous episodes is it was like uh, they see you as as what you can prove yourself to be. There's so much room to grow no matter where you're at. If you're a multimillionaire, you can be a billionaire. If you're a little nobody out of school, you can go to college and be somebody that you never thought you could be. And it's yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. So <clears throat> I, I spent the, you know, the, ne- the next nine months just really changing myself and you know, reality kind of set in when, you know, we met with our staff before leaving for Florida and I got told, hey, like, you're a guy who's going to start for us. You're going to play every other game. You're going to, you know, be a guy we rely on. And, you know, well, this is all your freshman year, right? Yeah, this is just my freshman year. And, you know, business wise, I didn't even have this idea in my head. Um, You know, it was more like I was living in the moment. I was taking it all in. I was actually, you know, really, really happy with what I was doing, but I was obviously never satisfied. Um, And I think, like, reality really set in after, you know, I played my freshman year. I came back my sophomore year. I was still holding the same spot that I had a year before. And, you know, after taking classes, and I think, honestly, just meeting, you know, some of the right people at the right time, I just realized, like, I don't want anybody to, you know, go down that path I did where it was, you know, you're, you're drinking every day, you're drinking all day, you're, you know, just, again, just doing things that, you know, you judged other people for doing, you know, yeah. I, I picked up a really bad lifestyle. So my plan was I wanted to create something that not only had meaning, but was something that wasn't just going to benefit me. It was more about impacting the people around me. So before we get too deep into like college, cause that's kind of what was you, you would say probably college is what kind of defined you and got, I think so. you know what I mean so like before we get too deep into that let's talk about going into high school like going into your freshman year sophomore like what was your mindset going into that because at this point you you still had certain people in your life you still had mm-hmm. a backing this was before any of the hardship so going into your like freshman sophomore year let's talk about that what was your mindset going into that year my mindset going into high school was it's it's a new day. It's a new opportunity because, 
you know, I noticed like every sport I was playing at the time, there was an opportunity to take a job or to be part of that in one way, shape or form, you know, um, going into the basketball season, our first year, I mean, yeah, we didn't win a game and things were tough. That and, was a hard year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, when you got me starting on the fucking varsity, you know, it's a long year. <laughs> I think I averaged, uh, for those of you that don't know, I might have averaged 0. .5 points. And I played. I played all twenty three games, and we lost every one of them. For those of yeah, you as know. a as a we all went to the same high school, obviously. And right. as a uh, high school squad, we went zero and forty four. Yeah, something ballpark was, of that. It was a fun couple of years, huh? Yeah, <laughs> to really talk about being in the trenches. That that's really where you find yourself, and like. Oh. Definitely. We are. went through, what, three coaches that season? Yeah, something like that. We, um, put, we damn near put one out of commission. <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, like, going, going into all of that, like, I looked at it, and I'm like, you know, I have, a, I have an opportunity to be part of something. I loved basketball at the time more than I did baseball, and I think it was just because I played it more often. I was playing AAU ball, and, you know, like, growing up, my idol was Jordan Jennings being that, you know, little oh, seven, eight-year-old, you know, and I told Jordan, I'll never, I'll never forget it. I can't even believe I said it looking back, but in eighth grade, he was like, Hey, like, I think you're a guy who can score the ball. And I think if you just keep on shooting, you can make an impact when you get to high school. And the first thing I said, wasn't like, thank you. Or it was like, yeah, I'm going to take that scoring record you had against Timken. <laughs> he kind of, he kind of laughed anyway. and, you know, but like, you know, looking back, you know, I was an eighth grader and I was immature and, but you had yeah. high, you know, you, just like anybody growing up, you're not going to yeah. shoot low. You're going to be yeah. like, I'm going to be better than that guy. You all, anybody that's growing up, they, you don't think going into like high school oh, or yeah. any kind of like new environment, you're not going to mm. think I'm going to shoot for the bottom. You know, yeah. I'm going to shoot for what I, I don't know if I can succeed in, but I want to yeah. be, I want to be the top of the top. Well, right. that's part of it too, is it's like somebody from like, that all boils back down to that small town shit. Like, yeah. When when Jordan scores, Michael Jordan scores sixty some points in a game, you're like, that's fucking impossible. And then when some kid from your local high school does it, you're like, oh well, shit, it's not that. I just knew, I just knew like going into the practices and whatnot. You know, like we had guys like Mickey Lanier, and right. I mean at the time Hunter was shooting the ball well. We obviously had Austin White who shot the ball better than anybody I've ever met to this day, honestly. Right. You know, we had Christian that could shoot the ball, and he can – I mean, he was just overall, like, in my opinion, the best, you know, player with as much right. versatility as he had. And so I knew my job going into it was, like, I need to be not – one, not a defensive liability, and two, like, you know, I need to be, like, that hype beast, you know, right. and that's why I, I took all those charges right. and I hated it. Oh, my gosh. The you guys, hate, you the guys fucking, hated it. Hey, 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 hold up. Let's talk about the charges for a minute. So – what are, what are we, we're talking about freshman, sophomore year, right? Mm -hmm. This kid put his <laughs> body in front of a fucking truck if he needed to. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how bad – like, that's the drive and the uh, resilience that you had, though. Like, so you – and this was one of our coaches that instilled this in all of us growing up, like in like from our high school career. If, you've, if you would put your body on the line, you'd play. Mm -hmm. Or if you would – put yourself out there better than anybody else on the team would you would play yeah, that's why i did it and that's what you did <laughs> and this kid would fucking he would put his body in front of a moving truck if he needed to just to prove that he wanted to be on the like that drive and that like that resilience to just put yourself on the line you yeah. didn't give a fuck what happened you could blow your you know fucking lay down smack your head off the ground and 
have a concussion, be out for the rest of the season, but he didn't care. Yeah, because at and the that end was of the like, day, I wanted that jersey. Right, and that was part of the thing that a lot of people growing up were like, this kid is – he's yeah, trying and, to fucking and, – And, we yeah, we can say that from – like, oh, yeah. looking Just back from, at it now, right. we were fucking assholes, but, like, oh, in yeah. the same sense, no. it was like – it was like, he's doing this to – to hump the coach's leg, you know what I mean? No. But it, now when you look back at it, he's like, no, he was doing it because he knew that's what needed to be done. And that, yeah. all of us have had that thought, like, hey, man, if I put together something and, you know, we, like even this podcast, like we, it took me fucking, I'm, I've been out of school for five years before I decided to do something with my life other than working for somebody else. Right. So, yeah. and like you, like what you're saying is like, you've been, you've been pushing that envelope, whether you've realized it or not all the way through yeah and now it's finally come full circle for you and and shit's going the right way which is super respectable yeah well it's like at the time you know like i'd go home hey i was practice and like you know i tell them oh it was great you know it was awesome you know but at the end of the day like i'd go upstairs and you know i'd get a shower and i'd kind of lay around and i just like the first thing i remember is just all the negative stuff that you hear you know at practice in the hallways and freshman this freshman that and i mean you know, that's just like one of those things where I looked at it. I'm I'm only going to say so much, but at the end of the day, like the way I work is I'm just going to laugh at the end of the day. You know, like I, I'll, I'll get the last laugh and, you know, to be very honest, you know, to have you guys approach me the other night and just kind of like admit fault in certain spots and, you know, have a little regret if you want to call it like I'm not going to lie, dude. No, definitely. Fault is like the safe word. Yeah, that's a safe. That's an easy one. Well, that was the thing, though, is like, like, like everything you've just said. I I was a year older than him, so when he was a freshman, I was a sophomore, and I was doing, I was having the same hardships. Like we were mm. both, me and him, were fighting for the same spot. So when he's, yeah. when he's doing shit that the coach or no, coaches are noticing, obviously that's gonna piss me <laughs> off. That's just yeah, fucking right. human nature. Oh yeah. yeah, this kid's trying to take your spot. You yeah. better get fucking pissed. Yeah, so, yeah, and like, and it was a weird, it was a weird situation because he was doing. He was doing the things the coaches noticed, and he was putting up good numbers. And like, like my when it, when we hit my junior year, your sophomore year, mm-hmm. I was fucking scoring on JV. Like yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really I didn't really fucking contribute anything else, just points. And I was like, I'm putting up. I've had five twenty point games this year. And I haven't seen a minute of varsity. And, yeah. like, that was the only thing that I could see. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it, like, looking back, I think hindsight's just, you know, it's 2020. No, you know? definitely. And at the end of the day, I look at that now, and, I mean, like, that was part of the plan for today. You know, right. that's that, that's the way Absolutely. you look at things. And, and you, well, you had all this before, you know, before stuff yeah. got a little like, got a little hard for you. Oh, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you know, like, I, I, I mean – Growing up, I had what people may call living the dream. Like, my family was very close. We did all sorts of things together. People came to our house for events or family gatherings. And we traveled to play baseball and we traveled to play basketball. And, you know, we, I mean, we did it all. Like, I had it all. I mean, being an only child, too. Like, I mean, I was spoiled. Anything I wanted, I got. You know, I mean, in a way, I I was. So I would have been. Freshman, sophomore year, that would have been going in 2013, um, you know, and that was like the first time I ever, ever experienced something. And, you know, that was like when my uncle had passed away and it was like, right. you know, I'm with my mom and we're going to go pick him up and right. all sorts of things. And, 
you know, I go in the house, and the first thing I see is just laying in the bed. So and how, how close were you and your uncle? Dude, we were so close. I mean, he was my godfather for one. He right. he would come to all the basketball games. He was usually the guy who was getting teed up by the ref. He was, usually, <laughs> he was that yeah, guy. Yeah, you know, but, like, he – Everybody knows a guy like that. Dude. Yeah. Well, he it's walks like, in you know, the stadium, and you're like – we better uh, watch this guy because we know what he can do. <laughs> yeah. He's ready to tee up all of us before we can tee him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's like, I mean, he was just, I mean, there's not a bad thing you can really say about him. I mean, he was so supportive. He was at every event. He was at every function. He, you know, was the guy calling you after games. He was the guy who'd come home after the games, just come over by the house, you know, and just, like, want to talk about it just because he could. Um, you know, he – a lot of my travel games, like if we didn't have an umpire show up or whatever, I mean, he'd gear up and do it himself. And whichever team had to pay him, there was times he took the money. There was other times he told the team just to keep their money, you know. Like, that's just the kind of guy he was, you know. So, but at the time, you know, I'm being, what, four, yeah, I would have been 14 years old, 14, 15 years old, like to, you know, walk in and, you know, see a dead body, honestly. Oh, you know, yeah. like it's – uh you don't really say anything. You kind of like you, you're shell shocked you, in a way. Yeah. Well, you put you you push that picture away, and you know you don't. You, it's almost like you're in a dream you can't wake right. up from, and all of a sudden you feel like you're gonna wake up. And finally, like I just noticed, like that I'm not gonna wake up from this dream, and this right. is actually happening. And you know, my approach to it was, I wanted to be sad, and I didn't know how to be happy. Um, you know, cause he had two young kids that honestly, like they're taller than me now. Right, I mean, right. that's how fast times flown, but it's crazy, man. the first thing that I did though, was I looked at my dad and I'm like, I don't know how you can't be sad at this. Like, you're just not saying anything. You don't so, have any facial expression. And I was so mad at him, but it, he was just like, dude, we all handle things differently. Like right. the, believe me, I'm like just as troubled as you are, but I can't show Like I have to be the strong one right now. And I'm like, right. Hearing that, like I, you know, that's when I knew he wasn't just a dad. He was just like he was. He was a father, you know. But even something like that, like in the right then and there, it might not even have made sense when he's saying that to you. Not at all. And no. then, and then later down, later down the road, when you sit and think about it, you're just like, God damn it! And it's usually mm-hmm. usually those realizations come when it's too late. And yeah, but I think that's the beauty of life, though. You know, like I think we're meant to be put in situations that maybe sometimes we feel like we can't handle because that's what's going to help us better ourselves or better our friends or family or significant others. Or if you're a coach and it's your team, whatever it is, like you can apply the lessons learned to somebody else and save them possibly from a hardship or two. And I Definitely. think that's extremely and valuable. That's, that's just like when your parents tell you them stories and they're like, I've been through it. I know, I've, I know how it is. And you're but just like, time, you're, you're like, just no. like, shut well, the yeah, fuck you, up. You, you don't know what you're talking right. about. You haven't experienced it yet. You yeah. know? And then, Until and then that day, it. and that day it hits when you're like, God damn it. They were yeah. right. And then you're just like, you don't even know how to handle it. Well, it's like after that happened, you know, like, well, before we get too too much farther, how where are we at in the timeline right now? So where, we're in between your sophomore and junior year. We're in between uh, freshman sophomore year. You're freshman, okay? Yeah, freshman sophomore year. You know, so I'm like trying to deal with it. I'm trying to cope with it, and then at the same time, that's when I messed my back up pretty well. I I fucking remember so that. Like, I'm going... He was fucking taking charges with a fucking <laughs> broken back, and then I think. <laughs> yeah, remember the brace? This yeah. was yeah. This was me terrible. me and a couple buddies were like, "What the fuck's this kid doing?" You know, like, I look like a robot out there. <laughs> yeah. He's out. He's out here with a back brace, and we're like, "He's fucking faking this shit. It ain't real." Yeah, but until no, I took it off, and it was a at a crooked crooked right, angle. Right. <laughs> 
But I mean, <clears throat> so going, you know, dealing with that, you know, you know, I just didn't know. I honestly just didn't know how to respond to this because, like, I'm going to therapy and, like, I, you know, I was in the varsity mix as a freshman. Now I'm not in it at all as a sophomore, and I'm blaming myself. I'm blaming, like, I'm blaming everybody at this point. You know, I'm right. blaming the world. You know, why all this at this time? And didn't know how to really respond to it, but. You know, what kept me going was, you know, my like both my parents and like other friends and family. And like I got over my uncle's death roughly like a year later. And, you know, I, I learned how to live life with it. And so, so like part of what you're telling is. So what was what was that drive that kept you that kept you forward? Honestly, I, I think it's just like that small town mindset is just like to be. You were you had the resilience to, you know. Your uncle passed away. Yeah. You had the resilience to work over that, and then you kept moving forward. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like throughout that whole freshman year, like I felt like I was running through things. You know, I'm running through every single wall, and then when I, once I faced that, right. you know, that very, very large wall, like, you know, my biggest thing was like, okay, I'm not going to stop. I know I'm not walking at this point down the path. I'm not running, you know, I'm at least crawling and that's good enough for me for now because right. we're going to get back to where we need to be. Right. We're going to keep moving forward. And I mean, that's just kind of the way looking back, I felt like I handled it. And this is where like me knowing Eversol growing up and stuff, this is where like my respect grows for him because so from freshman year to when this happened, you know, he was just well, trying you, to, he, you've had a similar hardship as well, right? We'll get into that in a minute, but. I have, but, um, so like where my respect grows now from where I am at this point, cause you know, when you're growing up in high school, you don't realize it. We're, no. we're still young. Everybody's like, everybody's trying to make a name for themselves. Everybody's doing whatever they can do possible mm. to put themselves at the top. And you can only put yourself so far based off I, like what I experienced, like what I think and what I've experienced It's based off your athletic ability and how people perceive you in mm -hmm. high school. Because yeah. if people don't perceive you as a high-status person, you're not going to get perceived that way. Right. It, it don't matter how talented you are. But if you put those two together, then you're like – you basically run the school. Mm -hmm. Just like we had a buddy. We won't name drop right now. But we have a, <laughs> we have a buddy that, you know, he was talented and perceived as a high-status person. Mm -hmm. And you, had, you see it not only through the, the kids that we grew up with, but like – the like the school officials, mm -hmm. principals, everybody, they, mm -hmm. and it's like everything else falls into place. The people, the students, the teacher, everybody else idolizes them as right. God, and that's basically. what everybody chases. Right. Yeah. So, so you came in, and you probably expected high things of yourself, or to a sense, you wanted to be at a high to, to a certain degree. Right. You yeah. wanted to, you want, you had a set goal in mind mm. and then you got hit down and your resilience brought you back up and you were in what you're putting your going into sophomore going year. Into right? sophomore yeah. year. So uh, I went, I went through the whole sophomore year, you know, like I said, I was dealing with the whole back issue right. and basketball didn't work out. I wasn't really in the mix anymore. Like I was the year before new right. coaching staff. I mean, a whole new everything. Well, new everything. Same people beating you down. Mm -hmm. So same people be beating me down. And, you know, I think it but got that was, to that me. That was nothing new. No, you know, you know it, 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 it was just like, again, it was one of those things you go home at the end of the night and you never forget it. Right. You know, like at this point today, like I, I don't forget it, but I know at the end of the day it doesn't matter because right. in some way, shape or form it, has probably helped bring me to the mindset I have now. Right. You know, again, I think it's all part of the plan. I think, it, I think if it would have been 
roses and dandelions and you'd have been idolized. Like, yeah, you, might not, have, you might not find yourself in a situation maybe. you're in now. Right. Maybe. We don't know. But yeah. maybe. Yeah, I mean, possibly. So, I mean, going through the rest of the sophomore year, it was more like I got to get healthy, and that's when I kind of made the decision, like, I want to go to college one day and I want to play baseball because, like, I, kn- I knew I had – like I knew I had some form of talent. I knew I could, I knew I could play at the next level. I knew I could, you know, make that impact wherever it is I was going to go. Um, you know, so I spent that whole entire summer just trying to get back in shape a little bit, you know, from being down like those nine months, I was so restricted from doing so much. Like I was restricted from doing so much. So like, I kind of treated as if like, I need to get back on my feet and, you know, it was a matter of like how. So I just went back to the basics, I guess, if you want to say that. And that was just baseball and just going to practice and practicing, you know, just with different stuff with my dad and, you know, just talking, you know, just talking about like what the plan is and then trying to like outline like how we were going to get there. So. So this was all baseball. Like yeah. start. So basketball season ends because you didn't do track. You didn't do. No, it was just baseball. Right. Baseball. Baseball, you go through your freshman year of baseball, you come into your sophomore year, you have that road bump, and you're talking to your dad about all, what What do we got to do to get you to where you need to be? Mm-hmm. So, you weren't thinking about, did you do the basketball camps and all this stuff? I did bas- I did basketball camps just because. But your mind wasn't there, right? No, okay. no. I mean, I, basketball was like the hobby and baseball was life. That's right. how it was like that. And because I it. Have, I, I could. Hallelujah to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like. Can relate, boys. Well, that was the thing that, like, I think brought my dad and I the closest was, you know, like, he didn't want to coach. He wanted me to listen to some other form of authority. And, you know, growing up, I didn't understand that. But looking back, it was because, like, you taught me how to take orders from somebody else and handle it the right way. And, you know, like, I think that's really cool. Um, so, like, our plan was really just. It was him more so saying that I wasn't going to do things to just kind of, like, irritate me and to almost frustrate me to the point where it was, like, I didn't care if it was 2 o'clock in the morning or 6 a.m. Like, I was going to go do something that was going to help me get to, like, that 1%, if you want to call it. That next step. Mm -hmm. Like, that step that, you know, you have people that are talented, but they're Mm -hmm. not going to. Yeah. You know, they're just riding the talent. They're like, I'm going to ride the talent. I'm going to ride the high school life. I'm going to ride the, you oh, yeah. know. The- and that's where he kind of challenged me. He said, right. are you going to be a great fearless player when you're done? Are you going to be an even better fearless player? And you're going to be, you know, go be a good college player somewhere. Right. He was just like, you know, he was like, if this is what you want to do, like before I put time and, you know, honestly money into this, like I need to know this is what you're going to do. Right. And you know, once I told him, yeah, I kind of laughed. I was just like, well, you better go to, like, Washington alone so you're close. Oh, like, you know, he was like, I ain't driving out of state. I ain't driving an hour away and, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, looking back, I think it's funny because I'm an hour away now. But right. <laughs> No, yeah. <it's> <laughs> you can make a career or whatever doing that. I don't mm-hmm. see why you wouldn't. Yeah. It's just like you with the vlog stuff that you're starting to get into now. Yeah, I actually recorded my first one today. I got to edit it after no Christmas. Yeah, I'm uh, – it, it's not the major to start out. It's just kind of like giving that brief intro of like, you know, me and myself and like, you know, what it is I'm trying to do and uh, like what people can expect kind of like out of these vlogs. So I'm, I'm like really excited about that. Where and, everybody seems, seems like everybody's going to have a good background on you. And let's get a little bit into the business side of things now and yeah, how you got there. And yeah. So, um, 
you know, I, it was uh, my sophomore year of college, and I was taking an entrepreneurship class. I was taking it just to get some type of graduation requirement. My dad always told me back in high school, like, you ever go to business one day, like, I, I will beat you senseless, man. Like, it's, it's too risky. You'll sell out to get nothing out of it. Like, I just, I don't want you to, you know, sell out for something that could potentially not work. And, you know, throughout that time he was around, I was like, yeah, I'm not ever going to go into business. I had no plan for it. But, you know, being, you know, when he died, my junior year of high school, you know, like that was, honestly, dude, it's the hardest, it's the hardest thing I've ever faced because, I mean, you, you you walk upstairs, you know, and you you, you see him in that state, right. and you know that's when I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm done with this stuff. I can't deal with this, and that's why I turned to the habits I did, right. and you know I uh, I wanted no part of it, man. I I really didn't. You kind of shut know? down. Yeah, you do shut down, and you you stay up all night, and right. you, you question why you're even there, and you know you you question everything about it. And the only way to cope with it, honestly, is just turn into the the bad habits and live in that. Honestly, just kind of, bad kind of like lifestyle. A, like a poor me lifestyle. Yeah. Like poor me, poor this. Why am I here? Well, and that's the thing, why too. Is, I got away with it. To me? I got I mean? away with it because it was small town America here. Right. You know, I got away with it because well, everybody it, knew one another. And maybe everybody expected that of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody, you didn't, there wasn't too, like, I, th- I feel like the more people you have around you, the mm-hmm. more people, like, you'll you'll have that split that are like, you know, yeah. fuck you, whatever. Well, I, since we they, you know what I mean? Well, you know, just because people felt sorry for me, I was like, okay, well, I'm allowed to feel sorry for myself, and I want the attention of this, you know, like, right. you, you don't think of it like that, but that's exactly what happened, right. you know? Definitely. So, you know, like, losing my dad is, I mean, in a way, I'm extremely thankful for now, because... He was the kind of guy where he focused so much on other people, and I never understood it. Now doing what I do now, I fully get it. And taking these these classes I was in, like I, I met, you know, two different guys. Like uh, one was from California. His name was Brian, and I played baseball with him and came from a very entrepreneurial background. And then I met another guy. His name was Brian, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we Wait, had— Wait, hold on. Is it spelled the same or is it different? Completely the same. Yeah. Oh. It, it was Brian and Brian. And so what would you do in your contacts to figure out who was who? I just made sure I got both their last names. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah. That way I could understood who was who, man. Because well, how we met was like we were doing this project together. And, you know, the more we— start to kind of get a feel for who we were and what we were doing like I kind of asked him I was like you know guys like I have this crazy story and I've always wanted to find a way to give back to people I have no idea what now did they did they have like a similar story or would were they just there they like to listen to what you had to say they I mean they listened to what I had to say they came from backgrounds where it's like dad owns a business and he supports the family or my grandpa did this uncle did that like whatever like very just business related backgrounds. They knew the game and, um, you know, like they were mentors in a way to me. Um, the, the one Brian I still talk to today. And I mean, we do like a weekly checkup on where we're at and he basically tries to plant like a new challenge in my head. Hey, I want you, I won't you, I bet you won't do this. (laughs) And you know, like the next week or two weeks or whatever he sets the timeline for, he, he calls me and he's like, did you do it? And there's times I was like, no, man, like what? And then there's other times I'm like, you? <laughs> yeah, and then there's other times I'm like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, like, so do I you, get the laugh. Do you, do you give that back then? Do you have him, like, you challenge him to something? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, oh, for yeah. example, like, what's something that you challenge him? So, he challenged me, um, 
because we launched. Give, oh, give us something that you definitely whooped his ass in. <laughs> oh, we God. don't want to hear shit that you felt. We want to know what you whooped his ass in. Okay, so <laughs> I would say I would say the biggest thing was it, when we launched uh, 2018, we were trying to like get a feel for things. I experienced like my first Black Friday, and I didn't know how to approach it. And you know, we had X amount of dollars in total sales and that carried us into this year. And we were talking about, it, and I was like, man, I just worry. Like, this is the slowest time of the year for a new guy, like a new brand, like a brand that's under the radar by far. You know, I'm like, I just hope I, oh man, like I'm stressing out. Like, you know, and he was like, well, what'd you have last year? And I, oh, it was X amount of dollars. He was like, if you don't triple that, don't ever call me again. Well, I called, I called him the next day and you know, after that Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend and said, we sold out of this. We ran out of stock in that, you know, like the manufacturers got to replace this now. I was like, haha, like I win. Right. And he was yeah, just Yeah, we like, quadruple sales. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just like, you know, even going through that, like, you know, selling as many items as we were, I was just like, man, this is like so overwhelming, but in a good way, you know. No, Definitely. But I got to the point, it was really funny because we had a guy um, who's my designer for the company. His name's Richard Milford. And Richard was a guy who we didn't know him. He needed somewhere to you know live going into that school year. We opened our door to him just from hearing from mutual friends about him. And you know we didn't talk like that whole first semester. You kind of just walk past his room and see what he's working on or whatever. And so wait, was he like, was he a freshman or what was he? He was, uh, he was a senior actually. A senior uh, looking yeah. for his way. Yeah, he was just like, he had he had a plan like a living situation planned but out. He just didn't had, work he, out. He didn't meet anybody yet. They. He could advance his plan. Well, it was more like all of his friends that he were he were like he was tight with. Like they all had their living situations figured out, and you could only have X amount of people to live in whatever it was on campus. So I had a friend reach out and say, "Hey, my buddy needs somewhere to stay. Like he's a super cool guy. Like I think you guys should just like I know you guys got an extra room. Like just let him have it." And you know, so we did. And uh, going into like throughout the year I noticed like he was always on his computer and one night I kind of just poked in and he was like you know can I help you and I was like honestly dude I see you on your computer all the time I'm curious as, as to what you're doing and I noticed he's just working on just artwork and then I learned he was like an art major had you know experience in graphic design and you know he's made t-shirts and you know he he was a soccer player so he made shirts like for his club teams and he was you know helping like local high schools make stuff with like no branding to it of course like he didn't have like his logo specialized somewhere or whatever it was more he just did it to kind of help out and give back in a way and the more I thought about it and the more I'm putting things together and whatnot and the more I'm taking classes I was like I think I have a really good opportunity to give something out there to people that you don't have to necessarily talk about it. It's more of like, I'm going to do it, not just say it, you know, and that's where it landed me with Envision. And, you know, the reason why I went the clothing route is because to have that name, to have that message, to have like that look, you know, my, my long-term plan is to really have people look at that and just be like, oh man, like, you know, that's a, that, that's a good brand. Like that's, that's a good movement in a way. That's what I call it as a movement. So, so what, what is Envision? I mean, some, you know, some might not have heard. Yeah. So like Envision Clothing Company, I launched it, uh, September, 2018. And my plan was to really kind of just get that out there to, you know, push people to become the best versions of themselves. And, uh, you know, our slogan is to be the change. And 
you know, to be the change, that means something completely different to everybody out there. You know, everybody has, everybody has a plan where they want to get, you know, they want to be successful. They want to be the best at it is like whatever they're doing, but everybody takes a different road to get there. And what we try to establish is we try to establish that community of unity that, you know, can kind of push one another and to, you know, not just wear a t-shirt, but you're wearing, you're wearing a message. It's it's a symbol. It's yeah. People see that and that, and the more people you meet and they, they understand what that symbol means. Yeah. What, where did the uh, envision, where did that come from? The name? So the, yeah, the name and vision that came from honestly, just like what my vision was when I was at my lowest, like I realized, wow, like I've hit like a lifetime low. I don't ever want to experience this again. I don't want to see anybody else experience this. Not even my worst enemy. I don't ever want to go through the things that I went through. I think you just called me out. (laughs) No, 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 we're good. But I looked at, I looked at it and I was like, I hit an all time low and you know, in order to get to where you want to be, you got to have a plan. You have to have that vision. So, you know, the name and vision, it, you know, it came about just like being able to have that plan, to have that vision for what it is you're trying to accomplish, you know, and to be part of the brand or to wear the brand that shows that like you're holding yourself accountable and we look to hold you accountable and, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. Right. So from your experiences through, you know, what you experienced your first couple years in high school mm-hmm. through a couple losses you know that helped build you to where you were mm-hmm. and then through your friendships and meeting new people that mm-hmm. kind of got you that kind of got you in a, a firm position yeah because you kept building off that mm-hmm. and I like not to get off the track but so <clears throat> so like kind of what drives me is kind of like it's similar to what you've been through but not as severe like you know I lost my grandpa like my grandpa, I wasn't expecting to lose him, and I mm-hmm. had, and I lost him, and kind of like an unsuspected, you up, yeah. an unsuspected like turn of events. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was not good, but like it went too soon. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, right? So when did that happen? That happened. That probably happened. I think it was 2016. Is when that happened. That was like just at the end of when I took a break from school. Mm-hmm. So I was finishing up my spring semester of school mm-hmm. and then I was, I wasn't doing bad. You know, yeah. I lost my grandpa unsuspectedly. And then I lost one of my best friends about, it would have been, or no, I, I split that up. I lost my best friend, one of my best friends, March 25th. And then two months later I lost my grandpa. Yeah. So going into like that summer, mm-hmm. I took, a, I, like you said, I, I was shut down. I was like, Phew. Dude. Yeah. You want nothing to do with it. Right. Well, I mean, like, because part of, like, the reason that I was doing what I needed to do is because of my grandpa. He's like, listen, you don't want to be what I did. You don't want to – my dad, he's great. He's great. Mm -hmm. What he did was – what he's made himself into be is great. Yeah. But – And my uncle grew up running around with your old man. With with my dad? Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no. That's another – that's a whole other podcast we'll get into. (laughs) But – the small town family dies. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, honestly, man. We sit here and t- like, because I, I don't personally know Eversol, but like mm-hmm. he just tells me about a couple of family members and I start spitting out a couple of family members and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. We have a connection. And it's not, <laughs> it's like, it's 
it wasn't meant to be that way, but it happened. Yeah. But um, so I lost my grandpa, and it was kind of like I took a I had to take a couple. You know, I had to take some time off from school because of how it how it affected me. Right. And I think kind of like doing the doing the low wage route and just seeing you know what you can make without finishing high or finishing college. Just, mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I I didn't have every single uh, trade skill that there was. You know, what I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not tool savvy or anything that, of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I resorted to what I could do. So like serving, for example, I did. Mm-hmm. I served for a year and a half. I think is what it was. Is what I had to. I took a break from. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're only gonna make so much. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to support anybody with this. Right. I can I can barely support myself. I ain't gonna be able to support anybody else. Right. If somebody wanted to come into my life and start something, I would be relying on them. And I'm like, after about a year and a half, going through hardship of other stuff, I'm like. You know, I, I need to I need to get myself I need to get my head back on my shoulders and buckle out, down. Right, figure yeah. out what I need to do. So I, I ended up I finally got back into school uh, this past spring, and I'm telling you right now, like just experiencing that and being able to, I, like I, I didn't really have a lot of drive, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of like like resilience. Yeah, like, but that's, I'm like, that's that first step though. Right. You took that first step. Right. It wasn't. I didn't have a. I wasn't completely sure where i was going but i was just right. like i don't want to do what i'm doing now yeah and that resilience pushed me to be where i'm at now so like i've had the highest gpa i've had even when i would play baseball at malone yeah like i had people over my shoulder looking at me telling me what i need to do if i didn't do it then i wouldn't be able to play like i was constantly being watched and now i don't have anybody watching me mm-hmm. it's all on you right and i experienced some shit and i'm like well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be that guy that just lays down and I'm going to be done. I'm going to be working at McDonald's flipping burgers for the rest of my life. Fuck that. No yeah. way. So I, no way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So basically like, I'm just like, I'm going to be, re- I'm going to do what I need to do to get to where I am. Right. And where I want to be. So like, I've had the highest GPA that I've had since I've came back and, uh, people like your story from what I know mm-hmm. is part of what drives me. Yeah. Because I mean, I've been through shit. And yeah. you've been through, I, I can be honest, you've been through worse shit. And there's always somebody that's been through even worse shit. Yeah. But the more, I think the more that you hear is the more that helps you get through what you need to get through. Mm-hmm. Because there's always somebody that's been through worse. Right. Absolutely. So, but I mean, that's like the best way I can put it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's all about like presenting that light and somebody who's probably in the dark tunnel still. You know what I mean? Regardless if they went through something not as major or something way major. There's they there's a possibility they're still trying to find their way, you know, and that's right. what, you know, I like to do just through our message and you know just like honestly the community I've been establishing so far, right and like, even like people reached out to you you probably never would have thought they reached out to you, mm-hmm. and like, you were it, one gi- of them. it gives you right I was and it gives you kind of like a mixed message because you're like all right so I'm at a point now where. I've somewhat made something of myself. So are these people real or are these people, you know, just trying to piggyback off my success? Yeah. And that's something that you got to like figure out through yourself, figure out through when you talk to them, like, yeah, you know, what do you, what do you want? What do, what are, why are you reaching out to me? Right. The way yeah. I look at it is I, I, I appreciate it. And, but, but you don't, I, you don't overlook into it. You know? No, I, you're it, like, I'm not going to like just open myself up, right. you know, as if like, you're not going to welcome into your house. Give them a give them a room to stay in. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take it, and if they're real, then maybe 
couple of years down the road, it helps you out. If not, mm-hmm. and they're not real, then you'll know it because they'll, right. they'll jump on the bandwagon for a month or two or six months yeah. or whatever, and then they'll be gone. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's part of business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I look at it as you, you just got to stay on the tracks. You right. just got to keep moving forward, and, uh, you know, that's just how I go about it. So, you know, where that's kind of led me at, you know, to now was – you know, I I experienced, you know, trial and error with business. Like, I've made mistakes. I've laughed at a lot of things. I, You know, I've been laughed at for doing a lot of things. And, right. you know, that I, it's just, again, it's just all part of the game. You know, it's all part of the plan. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, it, it's what's going to keep you moving forward. And I think that's probably the most valuable piece out of it. Well, and that was something that me and you talked about prior to this is it was like, when you when you first launched, I was like, "This guy's just looking for a get rich quick plan," you know, and like yeah. whatever. And then like the more and more I, I followed all your socials, I stayed in contact with what you were doing, and I seen what you were trying to accomplish, and I was honestly really impressed with what you were doing, and I was I was really excited to see you succeed, honestly. Yeah. And and I and I, and like I said to you, like I I really appreciate that, and I love hearing that kind of stuff, man, because you know that it just shows that I'm trying to do things the right way. And so far I've been doing things the right way and I need to continue to do things the right way. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was another thing I wanted to get into is I, I just kind of wanted to hear your perspective on like coming from this, this little town that we're from, like, how do you think that that, that aspect of it affects the the business side of what you're trying to accomplish? Well, when I first started the business, I knew I want, I had to get a licensing, I had to get vendors, I had to, you know, establish a website, I had to do all these, you know, sorts of things that cost a lot of money. Um, so I look at my bank account, I look at the plan that I want to do, and I realized they weren't going to agree with each other. Right. But at the same time I looked at it, I was like, you know what, I'm doing this, and I'm going to sell out for it. I spent damn near every dime that I had in my name at the time to get it going, um, you know, I was freaking out at first. I was just second guessing myself. I felt like I was overwhelming people with the amount of content I was putting out there or sending snaps out to people and, you know, not to encourage them to go buy something, but just to like to kind of let them know, Hey, like I'm doing this, like maybe share with a friend, you know, to kind of just get that awareness out there. But then I kind of took a step back and I was like, I really need to start establishing like the community I've always have been talking about. And I think that's important. I think that's just connecting with people I don't know, you know, getting on the phone with people I don't know. Like, I don't want to say looking vulnerable to people who have been doing it for a while, but just kind of like openly admitting, hey, like, I'm this is what I'm doing. I'm not feeling too confident. Like, I have questions if you're willing. And, you know, and I feel like with people's egos these days, I feel like not many people are willing to do that. They just want to try to figure it out for themselves. And then when it doesn't work out and the business ends up failing, you know, they blame everything else except themselves because they had a chance to maybe take that leap of faith. Well, definitely. That's what I've had. I've actually, as crazy as it might seem, I've had a lot of influences from a lot of people that you would never assume. Like Nate Nate Kenyon, for example, he's a, he's on, on the come up country artist and me and him have been in touch since he's had like, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like yeah. he was, wasn't nobody, but he was somebody in the making. And he's, we've stayed in touch for a long time. We talk, we FaceTimed and he's like always been on my side about like anything that I like, I bring to him like, Hey, like I, maybe I want to try music. Like what, what would you suggest? Or, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. If you're ever in the area, would you be involved? And he's like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. 
And then like even like Mike Stud, like I've reached out to Mike Stud on Instagram. I have too. And we and actually, he, I actually he, sent oh, him clothing back in April. Always, no re- dude, yeah. he's so good about that. Always, I mean, he's so in in touch with his fans. He's like, if you send him a genuine message of like how you, like something you're trying to accomplish or something you you have an idea or he's all like if he can he will get back in touch with you and yeah. he will give you the best advice he's capable of giving you mm-hmm. and i was like i got in touch with him about like buying some merch and just some different things like ideas of merch just because like i don't like how wearing for example like i don't wear flat bills like mm-hmm. that's not my thing and i reached out to him I'm like hey like i'm somebody that doesn't wear flat bills but i i love your music and i'm into your merch and like I think it'd be an idea to like start selling curve bills hats and things of that nature. Yeah. And we talked and his latest merch drop, there's curve bills hats yeah. and I bought two of them and like, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. And yeah. I, uh, I was talking to him back in April. I was trying to get in touch just because I wanted to send him clothing. Cause you know, going through everything that I was going through, like what really kind of helped me a lot of times was just like listening to his music, you know? I mean, I know you've heard it too. You hear a lot of bad things of how people feel about him, you know? And I think what he's doing is great. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think like that message he perceives off to people to keep going. I think that's like extremely powerful. Do you listen to his podcast? Yeah. I listen to it all the time and you know, but when I looked at it, after I sent him the clothing, you know, I had asked, like, hey, all I want in return is, like, I just, like, want a picture of you and your crew wearing it. I, like, I even said, like, I don't need to post it. I don't need to reshare it. It was more, like, something for me that I could enjoy and, you know, maybe show a friend or two, but not make, like, a whole big deal about what you, it. What do you think? Like, kind of like a mental victory or what? It was more, it was more like... I wanted to do it and it was more something I didn't want to make too public about it because I, as long as he understood that there's actually people out here who just genuinely appreciate what he's doing for the world, you know, that was like my biggest thing. So like after I sent it and I saw it was shipped and it was delivered and whatever, I reached out making sure they got it. And to this day, I still haven't heard anything back. So instead of just being like a pity fan and stop listening to him and, fault him for all these other things i look at it now as like okay that's fine give me a couple years and let me keep doing what i'm doing i'm gonna be a guy that you're gonna want to call to absolutely man absolutely but i mean i think just being from that you know the whole small town area like going to college and once i started doing this like that i mean i've always been like great with people but that really that taught me how to like hey you might have to get on stage from time to time and talk to people and talk to classes and you know you might meet some really really prestigious people along the way just through just going to events or going through stuff through my school or whatever it was I had to really kind of step out of my element a little bit and talk about myself to make the person I'm talking to feel comfortable with either supporting me working with me maybe putting me in the direction of somebody who could help me even more or whatever the whole networking side of things is what really kind of was just like I mean, that was a challenge for me because I was just like, eh, talking like, like talking in front of a crowd. Yeah. You know, or like just talking to random people at just random events. And, you know, like I'm a guy wearing just some, you know, beat up collar I grabbed out right. of the drawer and threw on some dress pants. I don't know how long I've had them. And here I am going and approaching and talking to people in all these nice suits. And right. you see them pull up to the events and all the nice cars and all this flashy stuff. And I'm just like, I got to really get out of my element, not to expect something from these people but to like have a conversation Spread your message. you know yeah like to have a conversation and hear more about like ma- you know making the conversation about that person and 
you know, letting that person be comfortable enough to appreciate that and then maybe hear my side if they're interested. And there was times where there those people were and there was times where I kind of got shut out and that was the end of the conversation. But, it, again, it's just all part of the game. Where, where, have, um, <clears throat> where have you talked at? So I actually did a competition last December. Um, it was at Case Western. Awesome. And, you know, it was like one of like those business competitions. It was like an idea thing. And there was like kind six. Kind of like Shark Tank, basically. Yeah, obviously just like way smaller and whatever. And I looked at it as like, hey, I don't really care what I'm going. If I win it, if I take last place, I if I win something out, it was more no like. No matter what, it's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you get through to one person, that's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I told – so how they had it was, like, there was a group, you know, judges and all these adults and all these people who come and travel just to come watch these things because, you know, they could be a person who's willing to invest or, you know, whatever it is. And they also had, like, like a – well, like a like a kids crowd in a way like where each person like brought their kid and you know kind of let them do like some entrepreneurial stuff before the event like sell like candy necklaces or whatever like some right. cool stuff honestly right. no yeah definitely so like talking in front of this crowd like it was just like you know I got I was able to get up there and you know tell my story and tell everything that I'm doing now or whatever and I think there was like six people in it and I took third out of it and you know, won some stuff out of it that I just put right into the company. But like, they also had like a kid's reward and like, that was a unanimous, unanimous vote. Like I won that. I thought that was really cool. So like I did that. And then, uh, just like my entrepreneurship professor, like he's had me come back to kind of like talk to his classes and, you know, kind of just like give them advice on, you know, starting a business and nine times out of 10, like the perfect timing is never, you just got to go in and just do it, you know? Well, and that, that, that's how this, this podcast became a thing. It was like, like we sit around and fucking bullshit all the time mm-hmm. and we're, we were just like, we got to get this out there. Do something with it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was like, like, I've said that at least five times already on this podcast but mm-hmm. it, but that's not for me that's for people listening that's mm-hmm. like you it's it literally what you can save money for a month and you can put the money together to get something like this on the ground and you can make a difference and you can change somebody's life if if this is something that pertains to them and it's crazy or you can tell them a story that fucking makes them laugh and brightens their day yeah. and and it's anything like that that can shape it can shape somebody and that, that's the coolest part about it or or oh, you yeah. can you but you're gonna have a million people that are like this is fucking stupid oh yeah but those are the people like it's like one of those things it's like i'll, I'll compare just, it to sales well, ju- or just like people growing up that were mm-hmm. doubting you yeah you know? that's true oh it's it's almost like it's almost like sales in a way you could have a hundred people look at you and maybe have one person buy it right. who cares about the 99 you others could, you could go around you know? like just in a different uh, perspective, you can go around knocking a hundred doors, mm-hmm. and you might only have ten people that buy what you're selling. Yeah, but those ten people are going to be. If you don't go around knocking on those doors and you sit at home on the couch, you're not going to build your brand. You're not going to. You're not <clears> going to go anywhere. This this is one thing I wanted to get into too. Is it's like, where do you where do you perceive yourself to somebody that's like like for me? And this is this is very personable for me to you. Is mm-hmm. like for somebody like me that like drinks beer and hangs out and parties all the time, and it's like. Like working out is not part of my regimen. It's mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. So where does a company like what you have? 
what's that have to offer me? You know well, what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's where I found myself with like, you know, we mostly perceive it as like an athletic wear brand, uh, just being because that can open up many doors for us to work with travel ball teams for high school teams for, you know, catering to certain events that gives us like that credibility to go to events like the Arnold classic one day, which I do plan to do and, you know, do all these types of things. But at the end of the day, it's, I, I look at it as also like a lifestyle brand. Like there's people who, you know, wear one of my shirts with their, you know, jeans and khakis and nice pair of shoes. And there's also people who, you know, cut the sleeves off and just beat the crap out of it in the weight room, you know? So the way I look at it is just like, you know, correlating to that message to be the change, you know, and like kind of doing it is like what you love to do. Like, let me just ask you this. Like, what do you want for yourself? Continue and be successful. Yeah. But to me, I'm on the other spectrum of things. I'm a fucking blue collar boy. That's working at a bullshit job to make. So let me ask you this. You're working a, you know, you're working a job. Do you like the job? Yeah. You like the job? Do you, you know, like, are you, I don't want to say happy because you would almost be selling yourself short, but like, are you satisfied with where you are now and where you could potentially be going? Then that's why we're a good fit for you because we can start. I was like, you know, I really want to establish like some form of like, like an ambassador. You got, yeah. You guys almost have like an Arbonne thing going on, right? Mm, I mean, (laughs) I mean like, like, (laughs) no, we, not, no, not no uh, pyramid scheme. No. (laughs) So, so how, so how, I mean, how we have it set up. It's just like, it's just like a lot of brands now and brands who are starting out, like, you know, you, you find people who are interested in the company, you find people who are willing to support and whatever. And in return, you know, me to them, like I offer them the incentive. So like I will give them a discount, you know, off merch and they can buy it and they can share content with me and I repost it. It's almost like a help me help you situation while you're promoting me. I promote you type thing. Um, you know, and I, that's like kind of where we kind of install more of that community because, you know, it started with a couple of local people, maybe a person or two from school. But then, like, the more active I was being on, so, you know, social media and just randomly just having conversations with people, you know, like, we just started getting more and more people all throughout, like, the country, honestly. And, you know, I look at it as a way not to, oh, wow, we, get to, we could potentially make sales in all these areas. I look at it as I could connect with a lot of people from these areas and I can get to know them on a personable level. You know, like I don't want to be a guy who like owns a business and, you know, sits on my couch all day and one day hopefully makes sales out of it. Like I want to be so active and just like communicate with everybody. Yeah. And and that's why I asked you the question I did is because like the, the, the background of this podcast and what I wanted to be a 95% of the listeners, I would, perceived to be are going to be blue collar people and yeah i don't want them to perceive your message as it's not a right you have to be this athlete you you no. just have to have a drive and in a in a want to be successful yeah. and that's your message everybody has a drive and a want to be successful in different ways all you know all throughout the course yeah of their wh- life. whether people, it pertains to getting in shape yeah. or being successful at a sport or yeah. just being the best you can be at the career path you chose. Yeah. What I, I mean, like literally whatever it is, you know, and it sounds very broad, honestly, you know, if you really think about it, but at the same time, like if you, yeah, but name a brand that isn't. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's like one of those things it's, it's gotta just be short and it's gotta be sweet and it's gotta be powerful. And you know, like I look at that saying, be the change. Like I've had people, I've heard that tens of thousands of times. How's it different from you? And it's just like, because in a way, like we're creating that unity of people, like, 
you know, when I send orders out, I don't just throw something in a bag and hope, you know, and ship right. it out and hopes it gets to you. It's it like a random fucking care package that you're hoping that's going <clears> to <throat> touch somebody. Well, no, it's like I sit down and I write personalized letters to them and, you know, I tell them like just to connect with me if they if they want you know you have people who do and you have people who don't you have people who just like the clothing that's all they really want and you have people right. who are like wow like this is pretty cool i might have to shoot this guy a message and just say thank you personally you know Absolutely. i've had you know like i <clears throat> like i send emails out to each person who orders something and if it's somebody i know i usually look to get them on the phone or if it's somebody local to me like i usually try to hey i won't ship it i'm gonna come home this weekend i'll just bring it to you well, right, you know. and that, like what you're saying, like it's not gonna if they're just there to buy the the shirt or whatever right. they're buying. Yeah, I just like to be very personable with people, you know, because I just right. I, I think that's just a huge part, and I think that's a gap that not many people do. Right. I, you know, I mean that it never it never stops just at the sale. Like you're you're sending that message out no, to the, them. And letting I, them know. I look at the sale as the last thing. Right. You're you you're at. you're writing the letter to them. You're letting them know, hey, I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to help us out. And yeah. then you're also making a connection with that person. Right. If you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Not everybody. You're not gonna make it. Like I said, you're, you can knock on a thousand doors. You might get ten. Yeah. You might not make that connection. But if if you make a connection with ten people, it yeah. only takes one to expand your brand. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So. Absolutely. It's just uh yeah, I mean it's it, it's been a grind. It's it's been a journey and you know, I mean the the first thing that I see when I wake up up at school is just my shelf filled with all the stock and I mean it's like it's rewarding in a way, you know. I mean it's I think it's super cool and you know, all the athletes will athletes slash ambassadors whatever they perceive themselves to be, you know, cuz I mean we have people who do all sorts of different stuff. Um you know, like I have a group chat with them and I update them and I host team calls with them. You know, there's like 48 of us in the group. There's been calls. I get 20 people on there's calls where, you know, like last week I had like six people on, you know, like you, you run into things like that, but you don't panic and you don't, you know, make things worse than what they really are, you know? And I, I think overall the beauty of it too. And I think this is stuff that I haven't really, you know, told many is I don't know these people personally. Right. A lot of them I don't know personally at all. They're people I've never met in person, but it's because, like, we've texted so much. We've got on the phone a lot. We've FaceTimed one another. We see how we interact on social with other people is really what's established, like, that relationship, that connection. And, you know, not just being like, oh, I'm just going to interact with these people from the company page and who knows who, they, you know, like, who knows who they're talking to. It's like... Hey, I'm Mike and this is who I am and this is what I do and this is why I'm really thankful to have you on board and this is the way we roll, you know, and it, it's been a great fit for many. I've had people who are, it was a good fit for a short period of time and then they had another opportunity with somebody else and I encouraged them to go do it because quite frankly, I they were offering much larger than what I could, you know. Right. Me being a company that's like in year two versus company that's in year, you know, 12, 13, I'm, I'm sure they could probably offer a lot more for you than what I can right now. And I think that's, I think that's the beauty of the community I have now, how many people are willing to stay, you know, on the boat as we're, you know, flowing down the river right now. You know what I mean? No, definitely. So do you, um, so what, what you were saying, like, you know, do you have like a, like a plan? Like, do you have like a five-year plan? Like what's, when you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of, like you were saying that right now, this is all I can offer you, but mm -hmm. like, 
well, if you were trying to sell to somebody, you're like, listen, this is all I have to offer you now. But like, yeah. I, like from my experience and what my company's been through through the past couple of years, mm-hmm. like this is where I see us now. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at it now is like, you know, and I tell them all the time, like the more we grow, the more I grow with you, you know, the more I'm able to do things for you. And it's like, it provides them with like that sense of motivation. They want to go out of their way and they want to do stuff for me. And you know, whether that's creating videos or sending me content or telling a friend of a friend or, you know, Hey, like, you know, going to their like local gym or, you know, telling people at their job and, Hey, you know, trying to get some type of branding out there. Like, I think that's super cool. Um, you know, we have lots and lots and lots of plans in the works and, you know, for example, like I'm very, very thankful to, you know, I got reached out by Sandy Valley high school and, um, oh, right. you, yeah. I, you were telling me about this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they wanted like their wrestling shirts made from us. And, you know, like, I, looking at it at first, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never done this before. Right. Like, I, it's, it's I don't know which route water. to take. I'm like, oh my, like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, trying to keep composure, talking to the coach and, you know, like, trying to prove to them, hey, right. like, I want you guys to continuously come back to us and, like, work with us. And I think that's super valuable because they are a local, they're a local school, they're a local team filled with a bunch of local people. Right. And, you know, if, if they don't know me, this helps these people get to know me. And if they do know me, maybe they appreciate what I'm doing a little bit more. So, you know, my plan is to continuously, you know, work with local teams or like local schools who are doing that types of stuff, you know, that, you know, like the, the the best way that somebody said to me is you're essentially becoming their Nike in a way. And I mean, I looked at that. I was like, they, you know, that's a very powerful no, thing absolutely. to say. I mean, you're talking about a, you know, a company that's touched. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I wear. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, you with that right off you're the wearing rest, Nike like, now. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm wearing Nike stuff right now. You know, right. so like to hear that, I was like, whoa. Like, right. You're like. But but if you if you just keep in a keep attacking at it and you keep looking at it from that angle, like that's, I think going to help us continue to push through different barriers we may encounter. And, you know, my biggest thing was like, Hey, like, I think my personal branding's pretty decent. I, I think I produce a lot of good content for my personal page. And I think I share a lot of good messages and whatnot. And, you know, I had so many people, dude, you need to start a vlog, dude, you need to get on YouTube, dude, you need to get on TikTok, you need to do all these sorts, you know, sorts of things to get your name, your brand, your message out there and tell your story and to get the background out there. And I'm like reading all these messages and it's really overwhelming. And, you know, I'd kind of just put the phone down and go to bed that night or I would like, you know, forget about it because I, you know, it was going to take me out of my comfort zone and I want nothing to do with it. And I mean, up until recently, you know, I met uh, Devonte Friga, who goes to Mount Union, and I mean, he's—I uh, mean, he's a vlogger, and I mean, he's been doing it for the last couple of years, and he's been doing it the right way. And you know, the, I just got told from so many people, "This is a guy you need to connect with." So I took a leap of faith, and I like just reached out, and you know, just had a conversation, and you know, we were talking a little bit, and then we kind of like didn't talk for a couple of weeks or whatever it was, and. You know, I saw he had shared something about, you know, having some gear made. And I, again, I reached out and just said, hey, I could, you know, I could help you. And we, we, we met up last week and we start talking and trying to get like that feel for one another. You know, if, it, if it's not a good fit, let's not do it, you know. And after we left, like, I mean, I think, you know, we both agree like, hey, this is a really good fit. But like, let's not get too carried away. Let's, uh, you know, let's really plan things out. Let's do it the right really way. the right way like like we do things the right way now like let's look at it you know three four five six seven times and make sure it is right and it right. is done the proper way 
And, you know, I even talked to him. Yeah, I get so many people who talk to me about doing YouTube. And, you know, like, he didn't challenge me, but in a way I felt challenged. Like, hey, like, I think you should do it, man. And, like, you know, and here's why. I think it will provide so many val- so much value to people. People kind of get that understanding of, you know, who you are, um, you know. And I thought it was a really good idea, you know, hearing him speak and hear how passionate he is. You know, and for like for those who don't know who Devonte is, he's I mean he's a Division three basketball player at Mount Union, and his message was like being the player coming into college, like who wasn't really a fan of the Division three life, to just showcasing what he does every day and the lives he's changed. Like I think he's like the perfect fit to connect with because we have like that cohesive message, you know, to get out there to right. people to. You know, don't talk yourself out of opportunity. If you want something, go get it. You know, like, I just thought, like, after leaving with that guy, I even shot him a text. I was like, dude, after talking to you and meeting with you in person, like, you're a guy I feel like I've known the last 20 years. Right. I was like, that. I'm not going to lie, man, that was incredible. You know, yeah. that was phenomenal. And I really got his take on, like, you know, what it means to actually have a vlog. And, you know, I connected with another person. Um, His name's Logan Sneed, and he's uh. He just launched a book at the beginning of this month. It's called uh, Thank You Cancer, and he's a brain cancer survivor. So his story, to really just kind of you know cram it all together, just time's sake, he uh, was diagnosed with brain cancer. Was told he wasn't you know he wasn't gonna make it, and he had limited time. And this is the diet he had to do to help survive and to fight it. And he kind of just like went against their word, and you know started doing the ketogenic diet and you know, really got in good shape. I mean, he was, he looked in great shape. Like he was a skinny guy, had some muscle to him, you know, like was in shape in a way. Um, but doing like the whole ketogenic diet, like throughout time, like the, the tumor went away, he was cured from cancer and he spends his time now just, you know, he's an online trainer and he basically educates people on how to, you know, be fit and, you know, to take care of themselves. And, you know, he's so active with YouTube. I reached out to him and, uh, you know, he gave me a lot of the same advice that Devonte did. And that's where I was just like, you know what? I think I need to dive into this because people want to know like who's behind the work. They want to know, they want to hear your failures. They want to hear when you were at your worst. Right. It's really easy to go on somewhere and say how great things are, right. you know, where I think I need to take more of a route of talking about the bad, the negative, the trial and error right. and being able to apply that to people that way they get to know me more. They get to understand things more. And I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, they understand it and they can apply it in their life. And that was a, that was a huge, huge reason we really wanted to start this podcast is it was like, we all have this small town background of, we all, essentially we all came from nothing. Yeah. So to see the hardships and what we've done to succeed and to keep growing as a, as a community, you know what I mean? And it was just like, it was, it just seemed like there was no other way around it. We had to do it. And that's, yeah, that's why we find ourselves here right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you are applying something that, you know, can benefit both parties involved and, you know, maybe most of the time the the other party involved, you know, then I think you need to dive into it and do it because I mean, it, it helps you just do things the right way. And I think it humbles you at the end of the day. It and, keeps you humbled. And that's, that was a big, that's another big thing is it was like, whether it's for somebody else that hears this or not, like a lot of this is going to help us as the, as people. Yeah. So like whether we grow from this 
and no one listens to it or we grow from this and it gets and and a lot of people listen to it and relate to it and it and it, that's that's a big thing and and I think the internet and Spotify's and the Apple's and everything is flooded with these rich people that yeah. have already made it and they just tell you about how great everything is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the perspective of somebody like us that's like we're in the same fucking shoes as you. We're we're yeah. tr- we're trying to go through the same hardships you are. I think that'll touch base with a lot of people and that's why we felt like we had to do this. Yeah. I yeah, I couldn't agree more. So to close this out, is there anything else you you need to talk to with uh, Mike? Anything I, else you need to say? There is one thing I wanted to get into. I th- I think we need a like, our listeners need a a promo code. I think yeah. I, I think something like that could work out. And we'll get it in the works and we can let them know through socials or whatever. But yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely something we should get involved with. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, again, definitely will help benefit both parties involved. And yeah, I'm willing to do that. So go ahead and like just leave. Yeah, if you have shout, an out, your, shout out your socials. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Envision Cloth Co. And then uh, just like my personal is Mike underscore underscore Eversole. And uh, you can find me there. And um, Double underscore. Yeah, double okay. underscore. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, I was honestly wondering the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did he stutter or was that real? No, double underscore. And then uh, my vlog, just stay tuned for the first vlog. It's uh, just it's it's just at uh, Mike Eversole. And you re- was that that's going to be posted on? Is that two E's, Mike E Versal? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, profile picture just me in a blue Envision shirt. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I'm got to put the banner on it and whatnot. I still right. have just been working on it. And no, definitely, it's all about it, man. It's we all a start. we were lucky. We got we got hooked up with the app Anchor, and uh, yeah. they uh, they've helped us out a lot. They gave us a lot of ad reads and different things. And oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, they, that's they, awesome. They just want us to mention them for about 30 seconds per podcast. So if I had my phone pulled up, I'd talk about it, but I don't. So I'm just going to ramble on about it. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for stopping in, Mike. No, we appreciate your me, story. Man. You're welcome back. Anytime you want to, you know, you got anything else you need to yeah, so get out there, get out there and right. say whatever it is. No, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yep, absolutely. And this has been the Roots Podcast. And we're going to cut. <laughs>